0: Nicole Mearn has been named Director of Regulatory and Legislative Affairs for BITS. So what cybersecurity priorities top her agenda for 2012? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group, and I'm joined today by Nicole Mearn. Nicole, you've been with BITS, the Technology Policy Division of the Financial Services Roundtable, since 2008. You'll now be leading BITS' regulatory program. What priorities have you identified?
1: It'll be really important going into this year and continuing through this year to uh, emphasize the technology and operations influence that any final rules or proposed rules of Dodd-Frank um, have for our member institutions. We'll continue to have this as a major focus. Um, outside of Dodd-Frank and all of those uh, impending pieces of rulemaking, we'll also be looking into those and working with the several initiatives around privacy, both through uh, the Federal Trade Commission as well as with the administration, uh, specifically the Department of Commerce.
0: Now, BITS is taking on a more active role in legislative affairs. Can you tell us, Nicole, why BITS is taking on this new direction, and what will the focus be?
1: Beginning last summer, BITS became more involved in legislation and the legislative process, especially around the cybersecurity discussion. Um, You may remember last May, the administration came out with a legislative proposal for cybersecurity. and At that point, we became very engaged, and we wanted to take the opportunity to leverage our members and our relationship with the subject matter experts at our member companies to look in-depth at these proposed pieces of legislation and use their knowledge to clearly communicate what this will do to the financial services industry with any um, impending piece of legislation. So this legislation includes information sharing, increase of criminal penalties, increased research and development, as well as uh, defining critical infrastructure or a subset uh, known as the covered critical infrastructure.
0: And how do you expect to work with BITS financial institution members?
1: Well, we'll continue to work with our members through the traditional channels, you know, holding regular conference calls to get their input on these uh, different pieces of policy. Uh, We'll also be ensuring they have uh, the opportunity to provide input anytime we're providing uh, public comments through the comment letter process. We'll also continue to collaborate with other associations. Uh, This has been a big emphasis, especially around cybersecurity legislation. We've been actively working with uh, the American Bankers Association, as well as the Financial Services Sector Coordinating Council. And we'll continue to engage them um, within cybersecurity legislation and amongst our other efforts.
0: And, Nicole, I wanted to ask, why now? What about the current regulatory environment made the time right for BITS to name a Director of Legislative and Regulatory Affairs?
1: I think here in Washington, there's been a recognition, um, both amongst the regulators and Congress, that cybersecurity is a major issue for our national security as well as our economic security. And we've seen this change, this progression over the last year, and we found it beneficial for us to be engaged in these conversations, and we believe that going forward, it will be necessary for the, the sector to continue to provide input into these different venues and to provide input into the legislation so that all are aware not only of what is required of financial institutions, but also the current structure that exists for the financial services sector and that we can continue to use this, whereas some of the other sectors may have you know, a differing structure. So we want to uh, continue to use our existing structure, and by engaging more actively in the legislative affairs, uh, we'll be able to communicate that more effectively.
0: And, Nicole, what would you say are the top cybersecurity concerns as you see them today as well as into the future?
1: As always, any of the emerging technologies continue to be of uh, top concerns to our member institutions and how to manage those risks around these emerging technologies. Of course, that includes our, our different projects on mobile uh, banking and mobile payments, as well as cloud computing. Uh, I'm not really the best person to talk on those issues. We really have some um, strong cybersecurity folks around the office that have a lot more to provide, but what I'll really be focusing on is how... The legislative and regulatory landscape will look to conform to that environment of these new emerging technologies.
0: How well prepared are most banks when it comes to dealing with some of these emerging technology or emerging legislative concerns?
1: When we talk to our financial institutions, they really are are looking hard before they adopt any of these emerging technologies. They're looking at the risk, they're evaluating the risk, and looking at uh, the benefits, so that they can really manage any risk that's coming down the lines. So I think they're very well equipped to deal with the security concerns, and uh, they're very cautious because they recognize their responsibility to their consumer, and. Um, they have that at the forefront when they're looking at any new technologies and uh, cybersecurity concerns.
0: And so what are you hearing from some of the banks that you work with? What are some of the specific areas that they're targeting or have concerns about?
1: You know, the areas of mobile banking will continue to be uh, that of concern as well as mobile payments, uh, especially given that in these markets, they really rely on a lot of different sectors. It's not core to the financial services. Um, A lot of sectors are playing in this space and understanding how we can all work together and create a secure environment for the end consumer.
0: And then, Nicole, what impact are regulatory and legislative initiatives directed at cybersecurity expected to have on banks over the course of the next 12 to 18 months?
1: I think right now we're in a really unique time where it's kind of hard to look into the crystal ball and predict the future, but especially with Dodd-Frank coming up on its anniversary, there's a lot of uh, regulatory uh, issues that will be uh, implemented at that time, as well as legislation at a linchpin right now um, on the Hill, whether or not it will be passed. I think our members are actively engaged in these processes. They are looking at how they need to adapt their Uh, internal processes to respond to any uh, initiatives going forward.
0: And would you say that most banking institutions are ready and able to comply and conform when it comes to upcoming and or expected mandates?
1: I think they are. One thing we've noticed is that at the end of the day, both the Congress, the regulators, and financial institutions have the same goal, and we're all looking to secure the customer So when something new comes up and there are new requirements, often institutions just have to amend what they currently do so that it complies, but it's not a drastic change because they're still looking for the same outcome. For example, last January, the FFIC agencies came out with a supplement to their authentication guidance. And um, this January, they started doing exams looking for compliance with this. Uh, We have found that our members have, um, you know, passed these exams. They're looking uh, good. Uh, We've had some informal discussions with regulators noting that there hasn't been any, you know, strong uh, negative feedback to these exams and that I think this is a great example of how, you know, our institutions are always, you know, looking to uh, respond to these risks and that we're in alignment with our regulators on on how to secure for the consumer.
0: And before we close, Nicole, I wanted to ask, what advice could you offer to institutions that are concerned about existing as well as pending legislative and regulatory initiatives?
1: I think the most important thing for institutions to do is to actively engage in the regulatory and legislative process. Uh, There's a very formal process in place here in, in the U.S., and, if institutions are engaged in this, they won't be taken off guard by anything that's coming out and finalized. And it's, it also provides the opportunity for institutions to educate and really share their knowledge and uh, what they have in their toolkit, kind of giving an inside viewpoint of what institutions can do, want to do, and will do to protect the consumer.
0: Nicole, I want to thank you for your time today. Yep, thank you. Again, we just heard from Nicole Mern of BITS. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.